then I just I just looked at my mom. I was like, I want to be like you. Like, what you do is so cool. And she mm-hmm. goes, like, I mean, I just saw, like, a trade show. So it's nothing right. too big or whatever. But in my eyes, she could see how big that was. Um, so for me, I think starting something and just when role model of yours growing up has done something so cool. And, I mean, when you just watch that grow it is such a cool experience as a kid like it's indescribable I think most of us can think about our dream job as a kid and just like that was what whether that's a doctor an astronaut or whatever that is like you just aspire that is such a cool vision that you have growing up and mine was to be like my mom Welcome back to the Venturing Out Podcast. My name is Dylan Fontaine, and I'll be your host again. I don't even know where to start with this guest. Um, We'll be joined by Emma Tarter, and she has been such a great friend of mine ever since the first grade. Um, What's really drawn me and everybody else to Emma is her kind heart. Um, I don't know anybody more wholesome or thoughtful than her and hopefully it's evident to you as you listen to her episode because there's a lot of passion and purpose behind what she does Um, she's christ-centered she's friend and family centered and and she'll really just do whatever she can for others and she ended up starting her own business in the second grade to help support her way through through college, through a lot of the first early expenses of life as a way to alleviate some of that pressure from her family. And she is so steadfast and and courageous. I'm glad to call her my friend and we are incredibly excited to have her on the show. Hey everybody, we're glad you're back. So today we are with Emma Tarter, founder of Emma's Cup of Cakes, and we are incredibly excited to be here with her today. Emma and I actually go all the way back to first grade, uh, Miss Labhart's class, and we were together, we were just talking about how we got our folders signed. Um, tragic times, but Emma is a good friend of the show, super sweet, a good friend of mine. Um, we've grown up together, we've gone to high school together, and we came to Baylor. We both decided to come to Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, two of five from our graduating class of 748. And we, she hasn't gotten sick of me yet. So, <laughs> so we're glad to have you, Emma. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so founder of Emma's Cup of Cakes. And as you've heard from the intro, she started this business when she was incredibly young, second grade. And so why don't you, before we dive into that, why don't you start by telling us just who you are? Yeah. So hi, everyone. Um, my name is Emma Tarter. I am a senior marketing and management major here at Baylor University. Um, I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, specifically the Keller area, if you're familiar with that. Um, yeah, so that's just a little bit of, about me. What year are you? A senior. Thanks for sharing, Emma. So besides, of course, Baylor and, and studies, like, what do you enjoy doing? What are some fun things that take up your free time? Yeah, um, so... Besides just doing, obviously, school, I am a leader in two different organizations here mm-hmm. at Baylor. 
So I am the VP of Marketing for Baylor Country Dance. So okay. that's fun. Um, we usually meet every week since COVID. We've been able to meet, so that's been nice. Socially distant, of course, and only line dancing, but it's still fun. Um, and then I also am the vice president and apparel officer for Sing Alliance. So if you are familiar with Baylor's traditions, um, mm-hmm. you obviously know how big Sing is. So Sing Alliance is the only non-Greek organization here at Baylor. So I've been able to be in the organization for four years now, and I've left leading it the past three years. Wow. So what made you want to come to Baylor? Like, what's your Baylor yeah. story? Yeah, I love sharing my Baylor story. So um, my parents actually both met at Baylor. It's a classic Baylor love story. Um, and they actually had me in Waco. So technically, I am a born Wacoan. <laughs> I lived here for about two years and then moved up to Fort Worth for my okay. dad's job. And I've lived there ever since. But... Um, Every single time I tell people, yeah, I go to Baylor, they're like, you went just because your parents went. But honestly, it's been such a cool story because, uh, of course, I've been coming back to Baylor for, like, all of the homecoming games, Mm -hmm. all the football games. So I've been kind of raised in Waco. It's like a second home to me. Mm -hmm. But what made it so cool is I – so, like, for all my life, I knew that I wanted to go to Baylor. Like, anybody, you know, from kindergarten on up was like, yeah, she wanted to go to Baylor for the longest time. But it didn't become real to me until I was about a junior in high school when you start hearing about college applications. And, wow, there are really actually a lot of colleges to choose from. And so I applied to a lot and then got down between Baylor and a different school. And um, that was actually my furthest away. And I loved both Baylor and this other school. But um, I ultimately just gave it to the Lord. And my church back at home does a three-day fast where um, you go into the beginning of every year and say, what do you want God to show you Mm -hmm. in this year? And so this was January of my senior year of high school and said, okay, God, like you're going to take me to Baylor or this other school and you're going to show me a sign in the next three days, like whatever that is. And the next day I got a scholarship to Baylor and that's how I knew, okay, that's where I'm supposed to go. So I've not regret it ever since. Um, so God's been a huge way, um, into my Baylor story. So I like to say that my years of like coming to Baylor all throughout this time has been kind of my preparation for making this my second home. Wow. Yeah. That must've been a great feeling. Yeah. It's very satisfying and it's cool to see how God has shown up all this way. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, we're glad you're here. So the reason that we're here today is to action, to talk about Emma's cup of cakes. Mm -hmm. So walk us through what is it? Yeah. So Emma's Cup of Cakes is essentially it's um, where I sell individual cupcake mixes where you cook them in a mug in the microwave. So essentially what Emma's Cup of Cakes, it's literally a cake in a cup. It's an individual cake mix that you bake in a coffee mug in the microwave. So it's a single serving. It literally comes in one package for just the cake and then one separate uh, glaze mix that goes along with it. So um, essentially it's uh, really easy. My dad likes to call it portion controlled. So, <laughs> uh, but honestly, it's really easy if you want to make something for yourself but don't want to make a whole batch of cake or something and feel guilty about eating it later mm-hmm. or just like putting some to waste. So it's really easy and convenient for people to have on their own. So that's a little bit about 
And so how does it actually work, though? Yeah. I know nothing about baking. Okay. Like, I can cook moderately yeah. well, but yeah. I could not bake to save my life. Oh, no. See, and this is the cool thing about it is that if you don't know how to cook, this is, like, the easiest thing for you to make. I had two younger brothers. At, oh, obviously, I still have two younger brothers, but um, they did not like to cook, did not like to bake, and this is something that they could make as soon as they got home, and it took them, like, five minutes to make it. Mm-hmm. It's super easy. So all you do is you come home and you take, like, a 12-ounce microwave-safe coffee mug, spray the inside with a little, like, Pam or nonstick cooking spray, and then add your cake mix in, add water, oil, and an egg white to it, mm-hmm. stir it up with a fork, pop it in the microwave for, like, 90 seconds, and it comes out like a souffle. Like, Whoa. for real. It's so cool. Um, and then it, I said it comes with the glaze mix. All you do is add water to that and then yeah. just pour it on top, and then that's it. So you have, like, your own cupcake and like less than five minutes whoa yeah how did you discover that you could do that yeah so um we when we were initially coming up with the idea like I love desserts I had such like a huge sweet tooth like growing up as a kid as most kids do but like I don't know it was something special like that I loved and I just got I get really nostalgic with like sweets and all that (laughs) stuff so um Anyways, I, like, wanted to, and I guess this can kind of go into, like, how we started um, Emma's Cup of Cakes as well. Like, I wanted to be like my mom. My mom was kind of her own entrepreneur, had her own business at the Mm -hmm. time of doing, like, little artsy craft stuff at trade shows, at high schools and churches locally. And I just kept telling my mom, like, I just want to be like you. That's Mm -hmm. all I want to do. And... I just said, can I have my own business? Can I have my own business? And she goes, it doesn't make sense for a second grader. Or at the time, I was like in kindergarten or first grader when I was like bugging her about it for the longest time. And finally in second grade, she was like, it's just a phase. She'll grow out of it. Um, so maybe if I like give her the small bit, she'll just kind of fade out or whatever in like a year or two. And she was fine. Um, what do you want to do? And I just said, I want to do something, like, with sweets. I just really want to do something fun. Um, and so she goes, okay. So we started experimenting with different things, like what stuff would be easier to sell at a trade show. Um, and so we realized if we did, like, a dry mix or something that would be easiest to handle, we wouldn't have to worry about wearing gloves or FDA things or whatever at the mm-hmm. – um, craft shows and stuff we obviously wanted to be um healthy and safe and we wanted to be hold on hold on we wanted to be super careful about everything we did and we did that in the kitchen but we obviously didn't want to have to deal with a lot of that especially with explaining that to a second grader okay you have to do this at a craft show and it was just a lot to handle so dry mix was going to be the best way to do it so um, I loved cupcakes, so we were like, okay, how can we play off of this? So we did some of our own research about things that were kind of similar, mm-hmm. and we tried making them, like, we experimented for, it felt like months, of just different things, like seeing how people were making their own cupcakes at home, and like, how can we make this our own? And my dad was the taste tester through it all, <laughs> so, and he volunteered for that role, like, no problem, and he... Finally, we got to this one recipe, and we tuned it up to make it our own. And he goes, whatever you're doing with this one, like, do it for every flavor and, like, make it your own or whatever. So we finally got to our own recipe, and we just, uh, like, did that with a variety of different flavors. So we 
I think our first one that we tried was like a devil's food, so like mm-hmm. kind of like a milk chocolate. And that was actually the first cake that I sold. My first trade show, I'm uh, thinking about it, was at Woodland Springs Elementary School in the second grade, which is where we met, I think, mm-hmm. in first grade. Um, but then I switched over to another elementary school um, later on because a new one was built next yeah. to me. So, but anyways, so it's kind of cool. Just I like remember that moment so clearly. I had like just a rinky dinky little like cafeteria table with like a tablecloth and like one small basket. And I had maybe like thirty or fifty like total products I think with me there and very limited. Like I had maybe two or three flavors. Like it wasn't even a lot. And I remember, like, this guy bought one, and that was it. And even though it was only one, like, I still remember that to this day. Mm-hmm. And just my mom looking over me, she was like, you made your first sale. Like, you did it. And I don't know. So that that was kind of a little bit of how MS Cupcakes got started. Wow. Yeah, that must have felt great. Oh, yeah. It I mean, was such, a, like, a satisfying moment. And then, I mean, just to see, it felt like, I had my first, like, big girl job as a second (laughs) grader, as weird as that sounds. But it's just, it was so cool because you're surrounded by all these vendors who were obviously much older than you, had kids of their own or something coming Mm -hmm. to visit them. And so then when people came up and, like, were trying to talk to my mom about the business, my mom was, like, looking at me and said, no, this is, like, hers. And just to see, like... I don't know. It just was kind of a sense of, like, accomplishment. Like, wow, like, I can really do this. So yeah. it was a cool moment. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about, of course, you being that young entrepreneur amongst a lot of older, yes. maybe more veteran or tenured yes. entrepreneurs. Um, but I do want to ask you, how many iterations did it take to get to a final recipe? Because mm-hmm. that must have been a lot of taste testing for your dad. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm trying to think. This is song so long ago. I should have probably asked them about how many. Um, if I were to guess, I remember hmm, it's funny because I remember coming home from school and I'd being like, Okay, let's try out something else and then or my mom would be looking up stuff all day and then I'd come home and she'd be like, Okay, like here's what I found, here's the here's the stuff we need to try for today. So if I were to guess Gosh, I would probably say we went through probably 10 different, like, wow. variations mm-hmm. or something like that. That sounds kind of close um, to where we finally got exactly where we wanted. Mm-hmm. I think we tried, like, three large, like, rounds of different variations, but when we got to, like, this one... So, I can't remember... I mean, that's a huge guess. I'm, I, It's been, obviously, a hot minute, but... Yeah. So it, it definitely took a lot of taste testing, but my dad was more than happy to try it because right. who's going to turn down cupcakes? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, so going back to your first sale, let's mm-hmm. talk about pricing. Mm-hmm. What did you price it at? Mm-hmm. A single packet. Mm-hmm. And how did you decide on the pricing? Yeah. So a second grader does not know how to price things. <laughs> or at least, like, they go, it's worth, like, $10. And then yeah. your parents are like, no, it's not worth $10. So, again, the package, just for clarification, had one serving of cake mix just for yourself. So just enough to fill a 12-ounce coffee mug. And then a glaze that would go on top. So it's just one cake, one glaze, packaged together. And we priced it for about $2 at the time. We did a lot of comparative analysis with, I think, what a normal cupcake would be if you were just to buy it, mm-hmm. like, at a bakery. 
but the selling point for it was that people could custom it felt like it felt like you'd put something into it when you made right. it yourself and it was just for yourself so it kind of gives the customer a sense of accomplishment so we were like okay most cupcakes i don't know like sell for like 253 dollars even higher than that i feel like depending I think on, it how, depends on how gourmet you want right. it um which we definitely feel like for a microwave cake that you can put in the microwave it had a really great quality mm-hmm. um it was pretty impressive to get that level of quality in 90 seconds to be perfectly honest um so we wanted to sell it at just two dollars felt like pretty safe it's enough where you feel like you've invested well and it's a, and it's reasonably priced compared to other things but it's also a little bit lower just because you do have to make it on right. your own right mm-hmm. interesting and two fifty is what you settled at. Two fifty is what we settled at. Probably about when I got into high school, I want to say, mm-hmm. about freshman year of high school, we started incorporating because with taxes and everything, we're like, well, shoot, we're having to take away some of the tax from the two dollars, so we amped it up to two fifty to accommodate for that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't think you ever told me why you started Emma's Cup of Cakes. Yeah. Like, so, as a second grader. Yeah. I mean, where, when are you like, yeah, this is what I want to do? Yeah. Um, so, it goes back to um, growing up and my mom. She's one of the most creative, spunky people I know. She is such an individual, and I loved seeing how her creativity just inspired her to do the work that she did and so growing up all through like preschool kindergarten first grade um on saturdays my mom would always go to trade shows to sell her sell her own stuff and so i just like was like my mom is like the best she's awesome and like all this i just aspired to be like her and just said can i like sit with you and like watch you at craft shows she's like okay whatever that's fine mm-hmm. so i just sit and like just be in awe because i thought it was just so cool that she got to make something of her own and people came in and wanted to buy it i mean mm-hmm. that what is what a sense of accomplishment to know that like your work was a value to somebody mm-hmm. and so then I just I just looked at my mom. I was like, I want to be like you. Like what you do is so cool. And she mm-hmm. goes like, I mean, I just sell like a trade show. It's nothing right. too big or whatever. But in my eyes, she could see how big that was. Um, so for me, I think starting something and just when role model of yours growing up has done something so cool. And I mean, when you just watch that grow it is such a cool experience as a kid like it's Mm -hmm. indescribable i think most of us can think about our dream job as a kid and just like that was what whether that's a doctor an astronaut or whatever that is like you just aspire that is such a cool vision that you have growing up and mine was to be like my mom and to just have my own business i thought that was so cool and so then I bugged her about it. Just like, how can I, how can I make this happen? I want, I want it to happen. So I think that's because of my mom was where my entrepreneurial spirit kind of mm-hmm. came out. Um, so that's how I kind of started my love for business with the number.
You know, we talk about a lot the importance of finding a mentor in business or in entrepreneurship. And it's just so fascinating and, and endearing that Emma found her mentor and her role model and her mom. And her mom really became, I guess, the spark that ignited her passion for entrepreneurship. And we're so glad that she was able to. In this episode, we're glad that Emma was able to lay out the origin of Emma's Cup of Cakes, but next episode is when we really start diving deep into what is Emma's Cup of Cakes and what does the rest of her journey look like. What you'll find out is, you know, as much as her family gave back to her throughout her entrepreneurial journey, she was able to give back to her family and to others. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss that next episode. Also, go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Baylor Venturing Out. Um, on our Instagram, we post all of our new content, and that's also a way that we connect you to our speakers so that if you have any follow-up questions, you may reach out to them through there. Thanks again, guys. Mm-hmm.